Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Ask a Professional radio show with Phelps Health. I am Kayla Marsala, co-hosting with Paige Heitman this morning. Good morning. Today, we are talking with Kim Richardson, a certified diabetes nurse educator at Phelps Health. Welcome, Kim. Thanks. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit why you decided to work in healthcare? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, initially I didn't want to. Well, I guess first I was going to go pre-med, and then I was going to do business, and I went kind of back and forth, and then decided to go into nursing. Um, and my birth mom, my I have two aunts that are nurses. My mom is a nurse, was a nurse. My brother is a paramedic, so it kind of runs in the family. So it just made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Velps Health is very lucky to have you, and that brings me to my next question. I know before the show we were kind of talking, you re just recently moved here. What brought you to Phelps Health specifically? So we, I um, was living in Reno, Nevada, mm -hmm. and met my husband who was stationed in California when he was in the Marine Corps. And so we, after we got married, we stayed in Reno because my parents and my family was there. But he grew up in St. James, so the long-term plan was always to move here mm -hmm. because we liked the idea of a small town and, mm -hmm. you know, the cost of living and the climate and all that sounded great to us so right in the middle of the pandemic we decided that we should sell our house and move here and it's actually worked out great so you know really happy to be here and Phelps just my mother-in-law actually worked for Phelps for like 40 years and so she you know mostly liked it so I thought it was a good place to try and I really like it as well. Well, that's awesome. Like I said, we are very lucky to have you. Um, so today we are going to be talking about diabetes support groups specifically. Um, but first, could you tell us a little bit about what role a certified diabetic nurse educator plays at Phelps Health? That's a great question. Um, so the hard thing about diabetes is that there are, it can affect all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. And maybe 10% of people with diabetes actually get sent to education. And that is a real disservice to those people, and they get labeled as non-compliant or lazy when they don't even have the tools to know how to take care of themselves well. So getting sent to diabetes education, mm -hmm. we customize the program for the people looking at what they want to learn and how they want to manage their health, and we support them with learning about what blood sugar targets are, mm -hmm. what diabetes is, because most people don't even know. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talk about medications, we talk about healthy eating and being active, we look at, you know, all aspects of it and incorporate those things into their lifestyle mm -hmm. so that we can still be happy and successful in our life and find ways to still manage our health. So you really kind of help them find those tools to help them manage their diabetes. Absolutely. Diabetes is not something that you can just give up to a healthcare provider. It's something that you know, you live with every day. Mm -hmm. And part of why I wanted to become a diabetes educator is that I've had diabetes for the last nine years. And I know how hard it can be and how little support there can be. So, you know, I really am passionate about helping people find ways to take care of themselves mm -hmm. and empower them to have those tools and the support from myself and my coworker, Patty Cox, so that we can help them find those ways to be healthy. So we talk about how you are certified in diabetic education. So what kind of training and education are you required to get to be certified? It's 
a lot. Um, <laughs> you need experience. You have mm-hmm. to have you have to be a diabetes educator or have experience in a clinic or something where you are actually doing education about diabetes. And then you also, and it's a thousand hours that you have to have before you can even consider taking the exam. And so with my personal experience and then my nursing experience, along with um, lots of webinars I had, Mm -hmm. I gained over 50 contact hour units in the last year, just doing extra work to study and learn all about pathophysiology, medications, all the new technology and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, from A to Z about diabetes. And then you take an exam that is not easy (laughs) and hopefully pass. And so luckily I did on my first try. So, you know, last, that was a couple weeks ago. And so I'm very excited to finally have achieved that goal because it was something I, I wanted to be a diabetes educator for probably the last five years. And that included eventually getting certified. So it was, it was kind of a momentous occasion, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) You get on the radio show. exactly. And then I continue to help people. Uh Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on your promotion just a couple weeks ago. Um, So before we dive into support groups, can you tell us some facts surrounding diabetes? So there are, so about, you know, 1.5 million Americans are diagnosed with diabetes every year. And the the major a lot of people who have diabetes don't even know they have it. Uh, the most common type of diabetes is type two diabetes, which used to be called adult onset diabetes or non insulin dependent diabetes. It's had mm-hmm. lots of different names, but basically your body doesn't produce enough insulin to help you use the sugar for energy, mm-hmm. and your body doesn't respond to the insulin well. So it's kind of a twofold problem. And it can be very insidious. It sneaks up on us because a lot of people with diabetes get diagnosed later, you know, in middle mm-hmm. to late ages. And the symptoms can be being tired all the time mm-hmm. and having to get up in the night and go to the bathroom because you're constantly thirsty. And so you're having to urinate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these things can be like, Oh, I'm just getting older. I just overdid it. And so we can dismiss those things very easily. And then by the time you catch it, it can be very, your blood sugars can be very high and it can be a little challenging to finally get it under control. So they've actually changed the requirement, the age requirement for testing for diabetes down to 35 years old because we know that if we can catch people early in more of the pre-diabetes stage, then we can actually help reduce mm-hmm. risks of long-term complications like kidney problems and blindness and losing amputations, things like that. So you mentioned um, diabetic testing at around age 35. What does that testing look like? So it's... Um, Along with, it could be done uh, along with any routine lab work. So it's a blood test. Uh, There's, we, when a chemistry panel is drawn, they always do a glucose or blood sugar. So that would show, you know, if it was 100 to 125, then that could indicate prediabetes. If it's Mm -hmm. over 125, then that can indicate diabetes. Um, And you'd want to repeat that just to ensure that that wasn't just a fluke or they can do what's called an A1C. And the A1C is a blood test that looks at the last three months about of your 
blood sugars and can give us an, a percentage that gives us an average blood sugar. So if you're above uh, 6.5%, then that would be considered having diabetes. But 57 to 6.4% is actually considered prediabetes. So we can start doing things then to help keep you from progressing over into having diabetes. Okay, so um, you mentioned a little bit of those risk factors for diabetes. Can you kind of go a little bit more in depth on what some of those other risk factors might be? So um, family history is a big risk factor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people eating too much sugar does not give you diabetes. Mm -hmm. Not exercising does not give you diabetes. It's basically how your genetic makeup is is going to affect whether or not you develop diabetes. So it's not your fault that you have diabetes, but they, we do know there's a lot of things we can do to help manage it better. Um, if you had a very large baby, uh, over nine pounds, if you had gestational diabetes, that can definitely contribute to developing diabetes later on. Um, being over 45, if you have um, high cholesterol, if you've had a heart attack or a stroke, um, and then some symptoms can be that excessive thirst or an excessive urination, extreme hunger. Even though your blood sugar is high, your cells are starving for energy. So that tells your body that you're hungry. Mm -hmm. So you could check your blood sugar and it'd be high, but you're still not getting that energy. So, you know, there's different things that can affect it and that can contribute to developing diabetes. So you mentioned that eating sugar um, doesn't, it's not going to give you diabetes, but is diet still important for diabetes management? Absolutely. And diet is important for our entire body's health management because we are not separate systems. If we have healthy eating incorporated into our lifestyle, and that doesn't mean like a specific diet, it's not keto, it's not low carb, it would be you know, more of like the DASH diet or Mediterranean diet where we just add in more non-starchy vegetables and get those healthy fats and leaner cuts of meats, things like that. And drinking lots of water can help too. So we can, we can incorporate cultural and personally important foods into that meal plan mm -hmm. in a way that can still support blood sugar. Perfect. Well, now we know a little bit more about diabetes, so let's talk about the support groups that we have at Phelps Health. So one of the diabetes programs offered at Phelps Health is the Diabetes Self-Management Education and Support Program. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Can you it's because it's such a great program. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this program? So that is a program that is, our program is recognized by the American Diabetes Association, and that is the individualized program that we have for people with diabetes that come in. So myself and Patty Cox, who is also a certified diabetes educator, um, work with people in that program. And typically insurance will approve 10 hours of education for that first year to really get dig into everything you're looking for and help support you. Um, and then we also, we try and still meet the needs of other people as well if they don't necessarily have the insurance coverage or they can't afford to pay for the co-pays, we still find ways to support those people as well. So I know that we have this on our website, but what are some of the things that are offered in this program? Um, so this program, we actually have, typically it would be, if we did everything, it'd be six visits. The first mm -hmm. visit is an assessment. So we review health history, we look at medications, 
um, how the person, if they're already checking their blood sugar or things like that. And then the first class we talk about all about what diabetes is. So we re review what that means in our body and what normal glucose metabolism is versus what, what happens when we have diabetes. We talk about what our blood sugar goals are mm -hmm. as well as making sure they're checking their blood sugar appropriately. Uh, we talk about healthy eating, and so we'll make a meal plan, and we have food models where we look at, you know, okay, what sort of foods do you like to eat? Mm -hmm. What kinds of foods are those? So we talk about carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, and then we look at putting meals together and snacks together in a way that can help support their blood sugar, and then we talk about long-term complications as well as other medications that may be an option later on. We talk about crisis situations like sick days and travel and disasters you know we try and cover mm -hmm. everything there is about life basically so do patients have to have a referral to come to this specific program yes so typically we for insurance to approve it we do need a referral that can come from their primary care provider um, right now we're only allowed from primary care endocrinology and if you are pregnant your OB can refer you so, but if someone is interested, they can always call us and we can help find the best way to get them the education that they want. So it, we can always work on the back end to try and get that referral so we can get those covered. And if not, we're still going to figure out a plan to get them their education. So whenever um, patients first come to that visit, do what do they need to bring with them to their appointment? They need to bring their picture ID insurance card and then we ask them to bring their blood test blood glucose checking supplies as well as a logbook if they're recording their numbers because we want to make sure that people are checking their blood sugar appropriately they're disposing of those used um, lancets and test strips appropriately and getting the best results that they can so what about the plan you mentioned that you come up with plans and treatments for each person are those customized for each individual Yes, absolutely. Because we know that not everybody wants the same amount of information. And mm -hmm. for some, they only need a small bit at a time so they can digest that information. And some only want the healthy eating portion or they only want to know what their blood sugars need to be. And so we, we want to make adult learners need to know there's value in what they learn. Mm -hmm. And so we really customize that to help give them the most success that they can have. So why is this program so important for the community and to be offered right here at Phelps Health? That is a great question. Uh, <laughs> She's been waiting all show for yeah. you to ask that. Yes. So it's, it's so important because I feel like healthcare as a whole in Nevada and Missouri, everywhere, is lacking in supporting people with diabetes. Mm -hmm. They're given these medications and said take these and they don't know why they don't know how they work they don't know what else they can do and then when their blood sugars are still high then they get labeled as non-compliant or that they're not trying and that's really not fair because they're basically being set up for failure mm -hmm. so by increasing knowledge and giving people those tools we're really going to help not only keep them healthier which will affect their hearts their kidneys everything so it decreases um, health care costs at the back end, but it also is going to let them have a happier life and be, you know, 
be themselves and enjoy things because they're going to feel so much better when their blood sugar is under, mm -hmm. uh, you know, under good management. Yeah, definitely. Um, so are there any other support groups available at Phelps Health for those that maybe don't qualify for a PCP referral to the um, DSMES program? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why we abbreviate it because it's a lot yes. less to say. I'm like, I already <laughs> forgot the exact term. Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, yes, we have support group. It's the second Tuesday of every month from 4 to 5 p.m. at the Delbert Day Cancer Institute in the Shirley Day Conference Rooms. Uh, next month, it's October 11th, and Steve Pantaleo from our Enroll You department is going to come and talk about Medicare and open enrollment and navigating all of those things. So mm -hmm. we're real excited about that. We've had representatives from different companies come and talk about technology. Tyler Kraft, one of the pharmacy, clinical pharmacists, came and talked about, he did a two-part series about oral medications and injectable medications mm -hmm. for diabetes. So we, you know, we really cover anything and everything and can really get a good conversation going for people. And it just gives you that support of having other people around that know what you're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have to be a Phelps Health patient to attend the support group? Nope. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come. Uh, we, any, I mean, we had people who aren't Phelps Health patients um, mm -hmm. come and, it, you know, it's just for anyone who wants that support or wants that knowledge. What are some of those topics that they can expect to learn about? I know that you um, kind of touched on them a little bit. So, uh, like I said, Steve is coming next month. Um, and then in November, we are having some care managers come and they're going to talk about durable power of attorney. And we, at the beginning of the year, we had goals that everyone set because goals are important when we're doing education mm -hmm. and things like that. So we're going to kind of revisit those goals and see where everyone is at. Um, and we, the sales rep from Freestyle Abbott from Freestyle Libre came mm -hmm. last month and, you know, we had some expired sensors, unfortunately, but we were able to use those so people could actually feel what it was like, you know, on a mannequin mm -hmm. arm to put that on. So we do a lot. We try and cover all the different topics that can mm -hmm. be included mm -hmm. in diabetes. Um, I know in the past they've had, you know, um, cooking demonstrations. Mm -hmm. We talk about food or we talk about the medications, all those kind of things. So whenever you guys do these different support groups, um, do you ever vary it up? Because, you know, whenever I think about diabetes, some of the things you've mentioned are like gestational diabetes mm -hmm. or people who develop diabetes later in life. Maybe they're born with diabetes, mm -hmm. so they've got like type 1. Mm -hmm. So do you ever do like specific classes for those types of people or how can they get involved or how can they um, get resources and tools that would be helpful for them specifically? Because all three of those are a little bit different. Right, and they are, and you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. So... The nice thing about gestational diabetes mm -hmm. or diabetes when you're pregnant is that it is covered by Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And so most of those people, our OB doctors here, are very good at referring all mm -hmm. of those patients to us. So we do a program with them. And then not only do we do classes with them, but we also check in with them every two weeks until after they deliver mm -hmm. the baby so that we can give them that ongoing support. Um, and I would say if you're interested, you can always come by our mm -hmm. clinic and we're in the north entrance of the hospital. Just you come in the north entrance and then mm -hmm. look to the right, and there we are. Or you can always call us. Um, my number is 458-7697, and my partner Patty's is 458-7314. And we're always happy to help 
figure out which way mm-hmm. we can assist you, you know, that's going to work for you. So do you guys provide support also, um, not just for adults, but also for like children that have diabetes, like support for their families? Because this may be something brand new to them that's probably really overwhelming. So right now we typically only see adults Mm -hmm. um, because we do not have an endocrinologist Mm -hmm. here in Rolla. So any child or teenager that gets especially Mm -hmm. new diagnosis would be sent to one of the bigger hospitals Mm -hmm. that has an endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. And then they typically have their own education um, department there mm-hmm. that because it is can be a lot more intensive mm-hmm. for those families so mm-hmm. we don't we're not opposed to having you know I'm happy to always talk with people but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have all the resources that one of those bigger hospital centers yeah. would have well and maybe they could come to the support groups too yeah. right just yeah. to hear everybody else's experiences mm-hmm. and maybe how they've kind of navigated it yeah like you had mentioned earlier travel why is travel such a big deal for people with diabetes So one of the things is, it's like, what do I eat? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're driving, we all know I-44 gets backed up all the time. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we'll talk about is even going to St. Louis is a a trip. It's travel. So Mm -hmm. having snacks, having some water in your car, so that way if you do get stuck on the highway, you're not going to have low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at if you're traveling to a different country, you know, Mm -hmm. what benefit, what things should you have to help support what you need and you know, how to keep, if you're on insulin or medications that need to be refrigerated, Mm -hmm. how to keep those at the right temperature. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. If you go somewhere and it's a time change, you know, looking at Mm -hmm. how do we take our medicine if I'm going, Mm -hmm. say you're going to Italy and it's eight hours ahead. You're like, oh my gosh, how do I even navigate that? What am I supposed Mm -hmm. to do? So we can help with those kind of things too. Yeah, that kind of made me think of another question, too. So what about family members um, of people who have diabetes? How can they help support or if they notice that maybe they're getting low on blood sugar, what are some of those warning signs and things that they can kind of be prepared for to educate themselves? Uh, we That's a great question, and we do encourage our participants to bring their support people mm-hmm. with them because having them have that knowledge is very important. Um, And it is important for family members and friends to know what the signs of low Mm -hmm. blood sugar are. And that can be shaky, you get sweaty, uh, I call it the hangry, where you're irritable and hungry. Uh, People can get dizzy. Mm -hmm. If their blood sugar is low enough, it's really hard to think. And you can actually Mm -hmm. pass out and go into a coma. And if it gets low enough, you could even die. So Mm -hmm. this is a medical emergency. And having things on hand like glucose tablets or gummy bears or Mm -hmm. something that's a like a regular Mm -hmm. just sugar um half a cup of diet soda or not diet soda half a cup of regular soda Mm -hmm. half a cup of fruit juice something like Mm -hmm. that can really that would be recommended if our Mm -hmm. blood sugar is low and that can bring it up quickly so um, and there is a rescue medication called glucagon that we encourage everyone with that takes insulin to have on hand because Mm -hmm. sometimes you're not able to get your blood sugar up appropriately with the sugar. So that tells Mm -hmm. your body to just add, dump all the sugar that your liver is storing into your bloodstream to bring it up quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really good information to Mm -hmm. know because it's like if you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. um, if you are a nurse, if you, you know, even work in our marketing department, letting the people around you know that this is something that you live with, it's part of who you are, right? That way, if any of those emergencies, like you said, happen, people know how to help and take care of you, right? You're not, you're not on your own when it comes to diabetes. Yeah. And um, we talked earlier, I had done a mud run Mm -hmm. on Sunday and 
there's a lot more prep that goes into anything mm-hmm. like that because of my diabetes. So, yeah. you know, I my husband has the ability to connect to my continuous glucose monitor mm-hmm. that I wear. So he could see my blood sugars while I was doing the course. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everyone on my team knew. And I yeah. carried sugar with me. And I carried my phone in a plastic bag so I could check my blood sugar because I used the app mm-hmm. for mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of ways to be able to share that information to keep yourself safe but even if all you're doing is using the standard blood glucose meter you can mm-hmm. still you know people can still be aware of your symptoms for low blood sugar and that way they can help you yeah kim that's great advice well kim as we wrap up today can you just tell us one more time when and where the free diabetes support group is held it is on so it's the second tuesday of the month mm-hmm. and Next month, it's October 11th, and it was held in the Delbert Day um, Cancer Institute on the campus of Phelps Health. Mm-hmm. And So park in the purple parking lot, come in the entrance, and then go to the right, and you'll go to the Shirley Day Conference Room C, D, and E, and we spread out and mm-hmm. have a great time. Well, thank you so much for the information, Kim. You've been really helpful and knowledgeable today. We have been speaking today with Kim Richardson, a certified diabetes nurse educator at Phelps Health. If you missed part of the show or would like to listen to it again, please visit phelpshealth.org.